want to expand your confidence and creativity in the kitchen or at the grill, you know, food is an art. And just like style, it requires building blocks to really know and understand how flavors and tastes go together and how they mix and match. And today in the Waste Up Wardrobe Studio, the sauce goddess is here. Yes, the goddess of mixing flavors and sauces and uh, different types of foods together. And she's going to give us the building blocks so that we can learn how to cultivate our cooking styles. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, where we're going to be talking about everything that has to do with cooking and the love for food and tastes and flavors and how all that mixes and matches. But first, I just want to say thank you for joining us. And I want to also say thank you to my super awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who is always in the production room making this entire show possible from a technical standpoint, because that's not my genius, that's his genius. And I just want to say that, remember, we are on iTunes. You can actually go on iTunes, rate us and review us. We're on YouTube. And we are um, always excited when we see people subscribe to our YouTube channel and to our iTunes and, um, and, and, and be part of the Waste Up Wardrobe community. So today we have a very exciting show. We're going to be talking to a amazing expert, an entrepreneur, business owner, and friend, also a client of mine. And we're going to be talking about um, food, the art of food, and how that, how if you are somebody either who's really good in the kitchen and really good at the grill, how you can even take it up one level one notch up, or if you're a little bit timid about being in the kitchen or at the grill, um, how you can get started to cultivate that cooking art, right? So um, I want to brag about my my guest today a little bit before I get started. And my guest today is the sauce goddess, uh, also known as Jennifer Reynolds. And she is um, has currently over 20 years of the food business as the proprietor of Sauce Goddess, a gourmet sauce and Spice Rub Company. Jennifer has created the overall vision of the company that food does not have to be made from anything other than food. Isn't that great? You know how sometimes we read ingredients and we're like, what is that? What is that? But she has a real um, belief and a commitment to giving, to putting all the good stuff in her product. Uh, we can recognize what, what we eat and it is delicious. And that's important, as she says. Her responsibility Abilities and skills include uh, product formulation, food safety, allergen awareness, design, and ingredients research have involved her travels all over the country. And she's so, um, so, so attentive to all these 
you know, different types of of things that you put in food and spices and sauces and including allergens and, and being completely safe and and clean. And oh, she's gonna be talking all about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking about it because I'm gonna have her do that. But I wanna welcome Jennifer to the show. And um, thank you for being here, Jennifer. How are you? Hi, Christine, I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. I know. I'm excited about this conversation. I think it's sort of one of those conversations that's fun, exciting. And what you do is um, so unique. I mean, your your product is so unique. And the whole company really is just such a great um, company that everybody should be like digging into these spices and spicing up their cooking with it, I think. I think so, too. I think, <laughs> I think what we've done is pretty magical. So, yes, I yeah. agree. It really is. It really is. But, you know, before we get started, like diving into all the questions, I just want the audience to get to know you a little bit better. And okay. so I'm going to just throw some this or that questions at you and you just tell me the first thing comes to your mind. OK. OK. okay. Um, the stove or the grill? Grill. Why? I just like the options and lack of dishes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's pretty easy, right, in the summer to throwing things on the grill. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I, I cook with both, but the grill, okay. if I have to choose, I'm going to be the, gr uh, the, at the grill. grill. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, how about um, hot sauce or ketchup? Hot sauce. Okay. I don't, I don't even have ketchup. Well, I have a small thing of ketchup in my house. <laughs> well, I, I can understand why the sauces that you have created are so superior. They're just so good. Like, why would you even resort to the ordinary, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Barbecue or fried? Barbecue or fried? Yeah, like barbecue. Oh, it depends on what it is. Um, well, explain. Tell us. Well, barbecue, traditional barbecue means it's going on the smoker. Yeah. Okay. So only certain things are going to be good on a smoker. Like I don't really want smoked eggs, um, <laughs> but I also don't want fried eggs either. So I suppose that's a non-starter. I don't know. You know, uh, I'm going to go neutral on that. Um because I don't like everything smoked, and I certainly don't like everything fried. So, so like if you had a choice between fried chicken and barbecue chicken, you know, with barbecue Ooh. sauce, is that a tough one? I would do fried chicken with sauce. Oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Small worlds. <laughs> Wait, I need to ask Rick this question because he loves the grill, Rick. What do you think? Come on stage here and tell us what you think about um, barbecue with sauce or fried chicken. Oh, barbecue all the way. Uh, then you have to you have to try Jennifer's sauces. He yeah. is a grill guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, Jennifer, it's so nice to have you here. I'm really excited about really de digging deep into the sauce goddess and all the journey of the sauce goddess and just why you do what you do. Um, so, you know, we, we've established that you're the sauce goddess. Tell me about your journey to becoming that. Mm, well, so um, so it actually started. Uh, OK, I'm going to I'm going to go back quite a ways. Um, the original sauce is my dad's recipe. Mm. So the original sauce, our sticky, sweet, brown sugar barbecue sauce that's smoke-free. So none of our stuff has any liquid smoke. So it's pretty different than traditional barbecue. And it's that way because when I was little, like short little girl, um, my dad hated liquid smoke. So he made his own sauce. 
Mm. Um, this is decades ago, you know, when there were only like five sauces to choose from in the grocery store. And so he had to make his own because he didn't want that taste. So I grew up with that. Wow. And until I went away to college and brought my first jar at the store of something that was store-bought, I had no idea what he was making was different. It was just what I'd grown up with. Mm, you know, I go to the store, I buy the plain wrap, you know, back when they had plain wrap, um, you know, says barbecue sauce. I buy it. I'm like, what is this? this is awful. What is this? You know what I tell my dad? He's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You know, that's really funny. You know, just uh, we'll, we'll send you home with some 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 jars of sauce. Next time you come home, we'll we'll send you back to school with some jars of sauce because he would just make it and put it in jars and put it in the fridge. Isn't that remarkable? The love of of what you do really stems from your childhood. It does. It does. I got a lot of cooking from both my parents. Um, and, and so I took that recipe. Well, I didn't actually have the recipe, but I, I, I was cooking for friends with that. And, and then I realized, you know, I've got to do something else with this. And so I asked my dad for the recipe because they were leaving San Diego. And I was like, what am I going to do for sauce if you leave? And I don't, I can't just come over with my jars and say, here, fill me up. <laughs> so he's like, what recipe? I'm like, all right. Let's just use measuring cups one time and I'll write everything down. So we did that, which was hilarious, you know, cause he would like, you know, reach for something and I'm like, oh, let's just stop, you gotta put it in here first, you know? And then I'd be like, plus a quarter cup, you know, of whatever it was. And uh, anyway, so I got the recipe, started making it for my friends as a young adult. Um, and, uh, you know, they were like, wow, this is, you know, super amazing. You know, and they threw down a challenge one day. They said, you know, don't get old and wonder what if you'd ever done something with that recipe. Mm, yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't want to live my life with any regrets. So let me let me check it out. And I go on my ruby red iMac and I get on there and I find a website that says, so you want to start your own gourmet sauce company, do you? And I just stared at my computer and I thought, oh, that's amazing. I didn't realize that, you know, there was like a one stop place where I could go for the answers. So I started my sauce company in 2000. Yeah. And, um, and sauce goddess, when did you start calling yourself that? Or who, who started calling you that? I started that right away because okay. I had been in another industry, in the printing industry, and the guys in that industry called me the litho goddess. So I just jumped right into sauce goddess because I wanted to keep my, my goddess uh, status, you know. Of course. <laughs> of course. So, we had to keep that going. <laughs> wow. Well, I love it. I love. I I love the title. I think it's amazing. I think it's a very. Uh, it, it, it stands out, and you kind of align with it. Like everything you do, and just your image really aligns with it. Thanks. So, yeah. Thank you. So you know, as a person who develops people's style, you know, myself, I always think of style as a language and it's a way of expressing yourself. And similarly, I think food can be that too. Um, do you have any thoughts around that idea? Well, I, you know, it's funny. I, um, I think food as it's, it's like art, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a language. It's the way we speak to each other through food. Yeah. We show, we care for each other through food. We can, it can be our creative outlet. Um, for me, if I don't cook for a few days, it's also my therapy. Wow. <laughs> to get in there and start chopping stuff up. I open up the fridge. Let's see what I can make. <laughs> you know, I don't even have a plan. I'm just, I call it MSU, making stuff up. I can just open up the fridge and, and just, you know, oh, what do we have here? We have, you know, this and just put it together and add a sprinkle of one of my spices or something or a little bit of sauce. And it, becomes a really great meal and yeah you know it, it it makes me happy that I can feed my friends that way 
um, and, you know, take care of my family that way, take care of my mom when I'm, I'm here in Michigan right now and I get to take care of her. And yeah, and, uh, it's an act of love. It really is. Feeding somebody is def cooking for somebody. Feeding somebody is really a for an act of love because you're nourishing them. Right. And you're also um, engaging them. You're 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 filling their soul. You're they're pleasing their senses. There's so much that goes into it. Um, so I, I totally, I totally get that. And you're right. It's like there's a creative piece to it. There's like a, a nurturing piece to it. There's so many parts and things that it fulfills when you craft people. Well, yeah. And it's, and it's two-sided too, Christine. I think, you know, not only are you showing you care when you cook for someone, but when someone cooks for you, you know, they care for you, you know, so you can receive the love by, you know, when you, you know, somebody wants to cook for me, I'm like, absolutely. I'll, you know, and they're like, I'm, you know, some, sometimes they're nervous about cooking for me, you know, because um, they're worried because they think I'm some gourmet chef. And, uh, and they're like, I'm worried to cook for you. It's, it's just food. It's just food. You know, I mean, it's it's as simple as that. And yet it can be as complicated as you want to make it. Right. It's as simple as that. And yet it's as complicated as that. But let me ask you this. So do, are you hard to cook for, you think? Like, do you no. like secretly like between you and I no <laughs> and the no. Whole- yeah between <laughs> you and me and everyone in the Facebook world no. um no no I don't think I am because I consider myself kind of an omnivore like there's not a lot I won't eat um okay. you put something super strange some weird body part of a obscure animal I'm probably not going to do that but there's a lot of stuff I'll eat you know and I'll try a lot of a lot of things just because just just because I don't know what it tastes like. And if I don't know, how am I going to know? How am I going to gain that knowledge if I don't try it? Yeah. So interesting. So your influences, it sounds like dad was an influence for you. Um, any other influence? Do you think any certain culture or anything like that has been? Um, you know, there are foods that I love and there are foods that I love to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love um, <laughs> one of the things that, I, I will say, you know, you ask if I'm hard to cook for. It's hard for me to go out to eat oh, yeah. to restaurants that have an ordinary menu. Yeah. Like yeah. like Italian. If I go out for Italian, I love Italian. If I go out for Italian, it, it's not going to be the red and white check tablecloth with, you know, yeah. manicotti. You know, it, it's, it's going to be something with some obscure, you know, lobster risotto, you know, some, you know, I don't know, butternut squash, ravioli. It's, it's got to have something interesting for me yeah. to pique my curiosity because yeah. I'm curious about food. And I, and I pick out the flavors that are in things when I'm tasting them. Yeah. Um, I, I just do that. Um, it's probably like you when you're, you know, looking at what someone's wearing, you're like, oh, that's a, that's a Gucci, you know, blah, 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 or whatever. <laughs> you know, you're, you're picking out the brands. You're like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, you, you just know. Yeah, there's a sensitivity to what you know. You have a, a a more selective palette or a sensitivity because of the expertly person that you are in that space, right? Because right. take because all of your experience and the work you've done and the influences you've have and your education really make you the expert, and so you you become really sensitive to to that. So um, you know, everybody has certain tools of the trade, right? Things mm-hmm. that they must have to be able to practice their craft. What are your some of your must haves that you just can't do without? <laughs> a good knife and a good pair of tongs. Okay. 
I can make, I can make do with anything else pretty much, but like my knife is on its way, you know, I, I have forgotten, left it in San Diego. So it's on its way to me right now. I mean, like my knife sent to me because my mom's like, I have tons of knives. I'm like, yes, not the same. Not the same. <laughs> not the same. It's, it makes my life more difficult not having a good knife that's weighted properly, that's easy to use, that I can rock and I yeah. can chop and it's just easier. So it's on its way. <laughs> Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. And tongs. I have to have the right tongs. And so I left a pair here last time I visited my mom because I'm like, I can't use your tongs. So the knife and tongs, how about when it comes to, because I know you create mixtures of spices, right? You yes. have all these amazing, like this whole line of different things that are just, each one is like its own delectable thing. But is there like one ingredient, one spice ingredient you can't do without that you love so much that you like to use a lot that is there anything that really, or maybe a favorite of yours? There, well, there are, there are, um, well, I mean, in my product line, I love sweet heat. I, I use that on everything. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. our award-winning barbecue rub. I put that on all kinds of stuff because it doesn't taste like barbecue. It tastes like yeah. garlic and it's a little sweet and it has some cayenne pepper. So all of those are good for me. I love garlic. So um, that, that's a mixture. Mm -hmm. of like something you concocted, but I'm talking about like breaking it down to the basic. Is there one the basics you just love to like, is it cumin? Is it, you know, cayenne pepper? What is that one spice that you just would not be able to live without? Or is there, maybe there isn't, maybe you can do, you know, maybe there isn't one favorite. I don't know. Well, there are ones that I love to use. I love to use fresh basil. Mm. I love fresh cracked pepper. That's probably my one I couldn't live without is fresh cracked black pepper. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, um, good, you know, good salt. I mean, you know, those those two basic salt and pepper, you can do an awful lot with, you know. Yeah. And then if you happen to want to throw some herbs in your garden or something like that, you know, you've got all of that to work with. But um, mm -hmm. I would say I would say fresh cracked pepper, and then right behind that would be like uh, cayenne or something like that, mm. because I feel like, or or or. Um, lemon juice um, because those components can lift anything you're making like yeah. the acid in lemon juice can bring the acid the tart it can also replace salt because it makes you salivate the same way that salt makes you salivate uh -huh, so it's, uh -huh. it, it creates moisture in your mouth and the moisture in your mouth helps you taste your food so so the food is more flavorful when there's um some acid in there and the lemon juice is really nice and bright and fresh. And you can use that with just about anything. Yeah. That's, I mean, this is, this is the science of food right here. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It can, yeah. yeah. Sorry about the phone in the background, you guys. That's okay. Oh. Um, so when you're creating the sauces and the spices, right? Well, first of all, tell me how many different uh, spice mixtures do you have in your, I've life? got six different spice blends and five different sauces and then I've got three different uh, dip mixes. Okay, all right. So what is like when you're creating these, right? Creating the spice mixtures and the sauces, um, what is really important to you? Like what is that, you know, when you're, when you're like trying something new, a new recipe, what's really important to you when you're doing that? Um, what's really important to me is the interest. So I think it should have interest when you taste it. Uh -huh. So I like, little pops of different flavors that go with each other, but they don't like pile on. Like our Moroccan twist seasoning has cardamom and cinnamon and allspice. On their own, they all have a lot of flavor, 
together, they complement each other, but they pop at different rates in your mouth. So as you're tasting, you're, you're like, wait, is that, am I getting fennel? Yes. There's some fennel in there too. Am I, is that, is that cardamom in there? You know, so it's like, you can kind of taste it, but you're not sure what it is. So your mind gets curious about what you're tasting. Yeah. I love that. Your mind and your taste buds at the same time. I love that. I love that. I never thought about, you know, um, I mean, there are times when I'll taste something. And I'm like, oh, what is that? What is that? And you're like, you're curious about it. I love that that's important to you because it makes your spices different and unique. And I think it also makes it um, pleasurable to the palate, right? I mean, that's, that's part of the idea. Yeah. Um, and so, and I just think it's really interesting. So, you know, sometimes like people don't really realize they don't understand how certain things go together and how certain things don't. And did you just like get, do you just have a sense and intuition about that? Do you learn that? How, how does that come about? Uh, you know what? So, so I, I will have to say experimentation is the best teacher um, because you can open up your pantry and you can just take everything out, yeah. set it all on the kitchen counter, flip everything open and start smelling. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's the best way to figure out what goes with each other. Cause you're going to smell and smell and smell. And then you're like, Oh, well, that one would go with that one over there. And you yeah. keep going. Oh, that one, that kind of smells like that one, but how does it take, you know? So like you learn from, from just uh, trial you know, and error. It sounds like trial and error. And, you know, there have been some times when absolutely I have done some things that, um, you know, I took it too far. Like, you know, 20 too many ingredients in a dish or something, you know, not that's an exaggeration, but too many ingredients in whatever I was making uh, to make that work. Um, But, you know, you learn from that, you learn from your mistakes too. And, and so I think that, you know, learning from what you've done wrong is just as important as learning what works. Um, And, and that's, that's, that's true in life. It's true in cooking. It's true in style. It's true in everything. Yeah. it, you, you, if you have to have your eyes open, your senses aware, um, you know, to be able to make things taste good. And, um, and you have to have a natural curiosity for it too. Yeah. I love for it. If cooking is a chore and yeah. you don't ever enjoy standing at the stove or cooking for someone, if that's not your jam, then find the best restaurant you can and have them on speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> You feel like you get like you know you've you've created these different mixtures of spices that some of them are you know like they're all so different and unique and um, what inspires you to create a new mixture like you know yeah I'm, it's funny I'm actually working on a couple right now um, just kind of fiddling around uh, but the Jamaican jerk is the most uh, it's the newest one that we made and I just I inspiration here's the thing as a business owner my inspiration was i went to the grocery store and thought wow there's no jamaican jerk in the store anymore (laughs) so you know i'm like huh there's a little gap i could fill so i'm like i love jamaican jerk it's kind of a fun thing so i start experimenting and what i could find i didn't really like and so i just fiddled and made it lighter and a little spicy but not too spicy and you know just fiddled around and created something that's really delicious and it was really well received so You know, and now, of course, you know, everyone else has decided there weren't very many Jamaican jerk seasonings in the store. So you go in the store and you find like five of them now, but that's okay. 
So would you say your most popular is Jamaican jerk and then there's the other one that- No, our, our most popular is that barbecue sweet heat. That outsells sweet. any other product we make. That it outsells is all of our sauces. It outsells anything. It's brown sugar, garlic, cayenne pepper, and a few other ingredients. It is so simple and so delicious. And it's yeah. it's it's our best seller. And then right behind that is the steakhouse seasoning that has fennel and thyme and coriander. So it's not like a Montreal. It's more citrusy and bright because there's plenty of Montreal seasonings out there. There's plenty uh -huh. of things that taste like salt and black pepper and garlic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the sweet heat, I, you had gotten me uh, um, some of that and my kids finished it. Yeah. <laughs> they, sure. My kids like to cook themselves. They like to cook their own meals, like steak. I mean, we're talking pretty gourmet and they, they finished it. And I was like, wow, I didn't even get a chance to taste it. <laughs> so I tasted it. I'm like, huh, this is the, the, you know, there's some, some uh, glory in this. It's, it's definitely, it was, it's definitely <laughs> fantastic. I can see why it's one of the best sellers. So, um, when, you know, uh, like if, if somebody was trying to get a little bit more confident, a little bit more creative in the kitchen, what yeah. would you say are sort of the main building blocks or where do they start if, mm. if they're trying to dabble into the, into the cooking um, art? You know, I think, um, I think you, you just, just having that curiosity, if they're curious, uh, you know, they can buy a couple cookbooks, they can, you know, watch you know, cooking shows on TV. There's some good ones that are instructional that aren't so um, uh, entertainment focused. Um, you know, YouTube's a great source, but I do think that um, having the right tools, you know, and and being able to experiment. Like if there was, you know, you wanted me to pick out like one ingredient, one spice, I would say if you wanted a good arsenal to have like, to be like a base of, yeah. of what you wanted, you'd need garlic and onions and some form of citrus, a good olive oil. Mm. Um, and then you'd need a couple of vegetables. Okay. A protein that is, that offers what I call wow, which is wide operating window. Um, so you need a protein that, gives you the maximum chance for success. Mm. Um, so chicken thighs are a good example. Okay. okay. A thick cut steak or a thick cut pork chop is a good example. And the reason you want a thick cut is because you can sear the outside and you haven't overcooked the middle yet. Yeah. So you have a wider operating window. Chicken breasts, really small operating window. You blink, you know, there's not enough fat in there. You blink poof, they're overcooked, they're dry. And, you know, that's not good anymore. And you've gone, all right, well, I guess I made a mistake having that sip of wine when I turned away from the barbecue. You know? and, I, and I bet like fish, forget it. There's no wide, wide operation. Actually, actually, there is if you if you learn how to cook it. Okay. Um, I, yeah. I was so when I lived in San Diego, well, I mean, I still live there part time. But um, when I lived in San Diego, when my dad was there, um, he had a, a little sport fishing boat and we would go out. I've actually caught a couple Marlin in my life and some tuna and all that, but he taught me how to cook, cook fish because we would have these beautiful fresh tuna steaks or Marlin steaks and he would cut them, you know, they would be an inch and a half inch and three quarter thick and he would cook them and they would look like they weren't quite done yet. And he'd pull them off the grill and put them on the cutting board. And today the term for that is carryover cooking. But what he told me is 
it's going to overcook if I leave it on the barbecue. It's going to keep cooking after I pull it off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because it's a really porous meat. It does it faster than like a steak or a pork chop or whatever. So, and you can see when a fish is still a little translucent on the grill, you kind of, kind of get a, get a peek and you pull it off and just set it aside and it'll keep cooking and then it'll be just barely done, which is perfect for a, for a piece of fish. Yeah. Well, see, those are the little things too, that is sometimes with people who aren't experienced, it's like trial and error. Yeah. I always have a hard time with fish because I tend to overcook it, but right. uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think that because it, it cooks fast to me, you know, so, but that's, that's really interesting. I love that you listed sort of the basic staples you have to have the pepper, the salt, the oil, um, something citrusy, like a lemon or vinegar, you would, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a, like a white balsamic or, you know, you don't want it super strong. I, I like rice vinegar a lot. I use that quite a bit because it's oh, really okay. light, but uh -huh. it's acid. Um, so it can kind of contrast the the richness of whatever you're cooking. If there's yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I see that. So, I mean, have you ever, like, have you ever met anybody that just didn't have the confidence to be in the kitchen? Like wouldn't want to even try it because I feel like you said, like, it's just trial and error and it's not like you're, you know, it's not like you're in front on a stage or anything. Why wouldn't you want to just trial and error with food? I mean, do you find that, is that common? People just lack confidence in the kitchen? <clears throat> I think um, a lot of it, you know, like my skills come from my parents cooking for us every day. And I think there's a lot of people that maybe come from homes where maybe their parents didn't cook for them mm. or mom or dad didn't enjoy cooking. Yeah. Didn't like it. It was a chore for them. And so they grew up thinking cooking was a chore um, as opposed to a way to show you care. Yeah. 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 Um, or an art form. Yeah. Or an art form. So yeah. it's really different. It's, it's interesting. Um, both my mom and my dad cooked. Um, my dad, not very much. His domain was kind of the grill and my mom cooked inside and she's a recipe cook still. Um, she likes following her recipes and stuff like that. And I take, she'll cut out recipes when she knows I'm coming to see her and she'll cut them out and I'll look at them I'm like, okay, cool. And I put it down and I start cooking the recipe. I'm not actually looking at the recipe. I'm just making it up based on the ingredients that are there and based on how I want to do things. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I saw goddessized it. Like that's a term. I saw goddessized. <laughs> yeah. I added sauce goddess. And she's like, what'd you add? What flavor? So I'm like, I, I chose Latin heat. Is that okay? You know, or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that, you know, I think that's probably true. I mean, exposure to it or just seeing people in your life do it does help you have that confidence. So if somebody was like really trying to kind of, you know, kind of delve into cultivating their art of cooking or really get into it, what's one piece of advice you would offer them? Uh, if somebody wants to just get started on this cooking journey, like where should they start? I would say for sure. I mean, unless you're vegetarian, I would say start with chicken thighs. Start with that as your protein because okay. you have to be 100% asleep at the wheel to overcook those. Okay. You really have to. I mean, they're going to be good. Even if they're overcooked, they're still going to be good. Um, yeah. You know, it, that's, that's, it's going to be the easiest place to start and they're not expensive, you know, so it's a, it's a starting place. It's not like you're starting with filet, you know, and, and, you know, let's learn with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, yeah. They're, they're learning with something that's easy to cook has a wide operating window and also takes to flavors really well yeah. because that particular protein you you can make a ton of stuff about it 
Yeah. You can, you know, there's all sorts of meals you can make with that. You can turn it into sausage. You can, you know, whatever. It, there's all sorts of things you can do with chicken thighs. Wow. Turn yeah. it into sausage. I, mm, I, that, might, that sounds complicated. <laughs> and I like to cook. I mean, I do like to cook, but that sounds complicated to me. <laughs> Get out the blender or the food processor or yeah. Anyway. Oh, is that what happens? Okay. All right. Well, now it's starting to make sense. And I, I, I have, I still have a few questions for you, but I know yeah. that Rick is sitting in the production room itching to ask you a question. Oh. I have a feeling because I know he, he loves to cook. He often is found grilling tomahawk steaks. He cooks for his family. It's really cool. So Rick, we want you up here because I know that there's a question that you are itching to, to ask Jen. I don't want to conclude the episode before you okay. get <laughs> is the goddess? I mean, we're talking grill master here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> mine's more in the kitchen, you know, okay. and I know we all have our different pre preferences. And I know what you're talking about when you talk about your knives, because you're used to certain weight and balance and how they cut and all that stuff. I'm I, The question that I have is um, how important is it for when you're cooking inside? Uh, is it to have like the correct, saucepan or or the right type of uh cooking um vessel you know for whatever it is mm -hmm. that you're cooking in the kitchen yeah you know um for me size and weight is important like i like a heavy pan because when it gets hot it's going to stay hot and i can use a lower temperature it just sort of gives me a little bit more control um I don't like something thin that if I touch the handle, it's going to flip off the stove. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, lightweight and expensive pans you can get out there. Um, I would, you know, I just, I like something heavy. I use scan pan in my uh, kitchen because it's, uh, it's not, uh, it's not the uh, silver stone, you know, whatever the, the nonstick, it's a different kind of nonstick. It's built into the pan. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no, you know, it's not releasing anything into the air that's going to kill canaries. Um, <laughs> that disclaimer used to be on the DuPont paperwork. Sorry, excuse me, DuPont. Sorry, um, but uh, but that disclaimer used to be there. You know, uh -huh. don't have any birds in your kitchen when you're cooking with this cookware. It's like, wait a minute, uh -huh. what? <laughs> what am I breathing in? <laughs> um, but uh, but I I do think that um, having a, having a good pan that's like a medium size is and a medium I'm 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 thinking you know like a ten inch pan an eleven inch pan is a really yeah. nice place because you can usually fit um, you know meat in there you can saute with it if you want to you know uh, have a bunch of vegetables but I have very few pans I have you know a couple that are big mm -hmm. I have one that's like this. I have one that's like this. And then I have a deep one that's like about like this, that's got a lid. And I think it's just, you know, you don't need a ton. You just need a good selection of sizes and maybe one that's a little bit deeper so you can saute something with some liquid. Yeah, that that's exactly what, what I've learned over the years of just cooking and experimenting. And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to go on the cheap with my pans. I want something yeah. that's nice and heavy, easy to flip. Um and uh, something I can put in the oven, you know, from the stove to the oven if I need to do that. So, yeah. 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 That, that's a, that's another um, good point. Yeah. You do want to be able to go stove to the oven, but then mm -hmm. you just have to remember that it's, you know, even though it's a handle that's safe to be in the oven, it's still going to be very hot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Still going to be 350 degrees when you pull it out. <laughs> right. Right. Um, 
my other question is in regards to your distribution model for your your spices and sauces because i know prior to hearing about <clears throat> about you i i get barraged with a lot of different um online ads about uh spices in that i know there's one here in california that i've seen like multiple times um i'm just curious where we can find your your um your products yeah um so uh we've got a page on our website that lists a lot of our retailers um obviously you can buy them from our website you can find them on amazon um there's a lot of online retailers that sell our stuff Mm. in you know, in Southern California, we've got Whole Foods. Um, in Northern California, we have Molly Stones and a lot of independent stores. Texas, we've got Central Market, United Market, um, and some independents. Uh, in the Midwest, we've got some independents, East Coast. We have Sprouts Farmer's Market nationally. Oh, wow. um, awesome. Three of our spices are on the meat counter at Sprouts. So you find they've got a little short shelf in front of where they have the sausages and burgers and stuff, and you can find mm-hmm. them there. Yeah. Um, Let's see, in the Atlanta, Georgia area, we are in um, Walmart uh, with a couple of our sauce flavors. And yeah, kind of, kind of, you know, just a little bit at a time. They can go to Macy's and shop there. So we're, we sort of do a little bit of everything. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys mentioned <clears throat> a particular um, hot item. And I have to concur with that because Dylan absolutely loves sweet heat. And he puts it on everything, right? <laughs> so does so does my wife Tammy. So awesome. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have to go get some this afternoon. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. So, um, you know, I was gonna bring up that you know, it sounds like you also are in um, places like Whole Foods and Sprouts, which is a you know very health conscious space. So, I, I really want you to tell us about how important it is to you to to really pay attention to some of the special eating requirements of some people because I yeah. think missed opportunity for a lot of companies, but something you pay attention to. Well yeah and and actually we're we're kind of to the extreme. Um we uh there's a lot of natural products out there, Christine, that still use additives and fillers. Uh-huh. So they still use um anti-caking uh in the spices. They still use xanthan gum in the sauces because it's natural. Mm. Um, but it's a filler. Mm-hmm. It takes up space. It doesn't have any sugar, doesn't have any sodium, doesn't add any calories. It just is a space filler. Mm. So the products, even though they're natural, um, you know, they're, they're, they're less and they usually use natural flavorings to bulk up the flavor. Yeah. And they add the xanthan gum to, they can water it down and thicken it up. And there's yeah. all sorts of magic that they do. We're actually using just real food. like. Mm. Our ingredients list, like a seven-year-old can read the jar and know what everything is, except maybe puree. The word puree might throw them off, yeah, um, yeah. you know, but but it's just real stuff. It's it's There's nothing complicated about what we're doing. Yeah. And because we're not using the additives, um, we are, you know, you're getting more mileage. It, it, it's You don't have to use as much, all that kind of stuff. So that's interesting because like, you know, so you, you know, people who have allergies or intolerances or they're kosher or they're gluten-free, they all are able to use your spice. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 This, the spice mixes are, are kosher, certified gluten-free, vegan, yeah, made with non-GMO spices, all that, all that good stuff. 
Yeah, um, that, makes, that, that makes it really sounds very superior in, in, in a lot of ways, because I think it takes a lot of effort to be able to achieve all those. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's not it's not as hard as you would think, but you do have to focus on it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we also uh, we've really partnered a lot with the gluten free community. Um, my sister is has to eat gluten free. And so and she has to eat dairy free. So it makes it convenient. Our products are also vegan because there's no dairy in there. Mm -hmm. um, but they've actually been vegan since we started. <laughs> since we started the company. We were vegan before plant-based was a thing, <laughs> yeah. um, but, but it's just, it's easy to do and it widens the, the crowd of people that can enjoy what we make. Yeah. No, they, you know, yeah. I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no, absolutely. I think that that is such a remarkable, unique thing about the sauce goddess sauces and, and ingredients. So how, so how is there, are, how can people use your concoctions? Are there things that are more specific to chicken, more specific to certain meats, or does everything go on every, I mean, how does that work? Yeah, everything doesn't go on everything. Okay. But everything does go on chicken and pork. Oh. Those two meats, anything we make will, will work for those. There okay. are certain things that are better on, on, on fish. Um, you know, like our steakhouse seasoning is, is delicious on fish because of those kind of citrusy notes I was mentioning earlier, both fennel and coriander kind of make you think of citrus, um, just flavor wise, even mm. though neither one of them are citrus. Mm. Um, but, uh, I think that there are certain things that are, that are with beef, like our black pepper sauce is better with beef. Um, Latin heat is really nice with beef. Sweet heat is great on a ribeye. And Rick, mm. if you haven't tried that yet on your, uh, your tomahawk steaks. That sweet heat is amazing on on ribeye, which tomahawk is a ribeye with a tail. Yeah, a <laughs> big piece of meat. Yeah, it is a big piece of meat. It's crazy big. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it, they're. I'd like to say they're all good on everything, but they're really not. You know, there's yeah. certain things like like um, like this one, like Moroccan twist. Yeah. I love this one on lamb chops. I don't oh. know if you're a fan of lamb, but this is just amazing on lamb with the cinnamon and the cardamom and the allspice with the funkiness of lamb. Yeah. Super good. I mean, they're just delicious. So how do people know that? Does it say on the label or somewhere? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so you told us how we can find your product when we were talking to Rick. Uh, we were, we're going to put your website up on in the comments so people can like check everything out. And awesome. we also have, you have, also have a very special offer for everybody that's listening or listening on the replay. Um, and Rick is saying, I use sweet heat on tomahawk steaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, with the hashtag sauce and shine, you have an offer for everybody. Yes. 25% off anything you want to buy. Awesome. And it includes sale items, everything. And if you place a $75 order, you get free shipping. Yay. That is awesome. Well, Rick and I are going to get busy after this. I'm sure that everybody. So and it, can we keep that open until the end of the day? Like yeah. how? Okay, cool. Yeah. So if somebody listens to on the replay today, they can have that offer. Yeah. I actually extended, I believe it's actually open for longer than that. Oh. It can only be used once, okay. but it's it's open for, because I listen to your show. Yeah. Months after the fact sometimes. So I opened it That's up right. for months. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's and good. I don't expect you to open up for months, but it's nice to just make sure that we tell the audience how long that they have this opportunity because sometimes yeah. they'll listen to it in six months and well, 
the opportunity might be over, but at least they'll get to explore the the um, the website. What is the web? Just for everybody, so we can put it in the comments, so Rick can put it in the comments. Tell us it's, your website. It's saucegoddess.com. S-A-U-C-E-G-O-D-D-E-S-S.com. Easy enough. Yes. So we, as you know, because I know you've listened to the show before, we always wrap up with the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. And one main takeaway when people, when it comes to the art of cooking, when it comes to, you know, uh, experimenting and trying your creative hand at cooking, what would be the main takeaway here? Mm. The main takeaway would be don't be afraid to try. Really get out there and experiment with, you know, with the, the flavors. Uh, yeah, I just, I think experimenting in the kitchen is so much fun and just go for it. The only thing you've done is create a meal that isn't absolutely delicious if it's something that goes bad, right? You're, yeah. you know, it can't be that bad. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So we put up the website, thesaucegoddess.com and tell us about a tip you can offer the audience. The tip would be, um, seriously, I, I wasn't kidding about that wide operating window. Mm, um, yeah. it's, if, you, if you select meats that are thicker cut versus thin, meats that are slightly fatter than meats that are totally lean, you have a much better chance of success. And that's the biggest, you know, that's the biggest tip I can, I can give because that's, it translates to my products to all the sauce goddess products, but it also translates into anything you cook, yeah. whether, you know, you're using our products or not. Um, it just translates into good food all around. Yeah. And I feel like your spices, there's so many options for different types of meat that that is the main tool here that we all should be paying attention to. Yeah is the sauce goddess spices as a tool to really enhance your cooking and your barbecue and your grilling really. Um, so I went ahead and just, and I just put out there the actual tools that people should be paying attention to, but tell us an action item. Tell us if we had to send somebody out there that is interested in getting started at the grill or in the kitchen, what would be like one thing that's easy that they could do right away to get started? I would actually flip on my, um, my YouTube channel. Uh -huh. There's there's a video on there that has to do with um, infusing flavor into your meats, infusing uh -huh. flavor into your meals, okay. and it goes through dry rub, dry marinade, wet marinade, brines, and injections. Okay. And it goes through all of those and how they work and um, what I recommend with that. And that's a really great place to start just to have a base of information about proteins, uh -huh. meats in particular. Okay. Um, if you're vegetarian, um, I, you know, gosh, if you're vegetarian, seriously, pick up some sauce goddess because they're yeah. amazing on vegetables, really. I mean, it's a great way to, to change up your meal, right? If you're trying yes. different sauces and different spices, sometimes I'll get really, I'll, I'll make a meal. I'll really like it. It feels good. It's healthy. And then I'll get bored of it, but I want to spice it up differently Then I could use a different spice. I feel like that could be a really great way to, to like, Spice things up, so to speak. I'm going to give you a quick tip. Christine, do you eat eggs? Every day. Egg whites? I eat both egg whites and yolks, but I okay. eat a lot of eggs. Yes. Okay. Add this to Let your me. eggs. Okay. All right. And it will taste like chorizo and eggs, <gasps> but there will be no chorizo. Oh my gosh. I'm going to, I'm on, I'm getting on the website and I'm ordering that. I'm going to get that in the sweet heat because I'm out of the sweet heat because I told you my kids like finish. Yeah. yeah. 
And the thing is with that spice, you wouldn't uh-huh. necessarily be thinking about, I'm going to mix that with eggs. Yeah. Uh, and you wouldn't think about using any barbecue style rub with eggs, yeah. right? Yeah. No, but I'm they're not- versatile enough that you can do some of that stuff. But yeah, that Latin heat with eggs is really good. <laughs> I'm totally doing that. Well, I love this. I loved having you here, Jen. We are going to be having an event in in the fall. We're having a masterclass. I don't know if you've, you're familiar with my masterclass. Yeah, mm-hmm. you attended one of yeah. those. Yeah, yeah. I want you to cook for them. Yeah. Like, And we talked about this. I think we did, right? Yeah. I, I'm not putting you on the spot here. No, you're not at all. We want to have you there for the masterclass in, in the fall. And we'll talk about the date because I want to make sure you can be there and have you concocting things for the guests because everybody should really at least be exposed to these spices. I just think they're just amazing. I think you're amazing. And I think your company is just, I, I just love how pure and natural ingredients it is and how good it is. I mean, it's so good too, right? So Thank I you. want everybody to know about it. So we're, we're going to, we're going to be planning that very soon. You and I, Awesome. and, um, thank you so much for being here. You look oh, amazing. You're welcome. You you're are- welcome. I appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for having me and anyone that wants to get in touch with, with, uh, with me, uh, they can go to the YouTube channel or our website. Our YouTube is the sauce goddess. Um, Instagram is the sauce goddess. Facebook is sauce goddess. Not the sauce goddess. Facebook is sauce goddess because we couldn't get all sauce goddess. So, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, they can check all that out. All the little links are on our website, and um, and the connection on our website actually leads right to me. Well, there you go. So, and we have it. We Rick put that all in the comments. So you okay. all listed here on the Facebook page. We got the YouTube channel listed. We have the um, website listed. Remember, with the hashtag sauce and shine, you can actually go and you got a gift from Jen today for um, anything that you order. So and free shipping over $75. So take advantage of that. Jen, thank you for being here and Waste Up Wardrobe audience. Thank you for attending yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. There you have it. This was such an interesting show with so many takeaways. Remember, we're here every Thursday at 1130 Pacific with a new fresh show to elevate yourself, your style, your life, and your entrepreneurial world. So join us next Thursday at 1130 for another show and bring a friend. How was that? It was great. I was just asking you if you wanted me to stick around. <laughs> well, we're, well you, yeah, we're, we're just going to wrap up and just get your input and then you're free to go. But thank you so much for, um, thank you so much. This was so amazing. I got <laughs> to learn so much more. I'm definitely getting the Latin heat that for sure. And then um, awesome. this, 
and that what's the sweet one called the sweet sweet heat heat yeah so rick you use the sweet heat uh i don't use i haven't used her products yet but i have used a sweet heat okay well <clears throat> you need to use jen's yeah yeah no doubt yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, and Jeanette was here and she said, good job, ladies. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, well, how, how was the experience for you, Jen? Oh, it was great. I, I love doing this stuff. It's funny, though. I've, I've only done, I've done a couple where it's been video as well as audio. Yeah. Like I've been on the, the Celiac Project. Those guys have had me on twice. Um, the most recent one to talk about grilling, but um yeah, you know, I, I like doing this kind of stuff. I think it's yeah. great. There's Jeanette. She's saying so funny because during the show, I was squirting lemon juice on my avocado. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was doing she was doing a practical while um, while we were talking about food. Now, that was application. I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Awesome, but that Latin is it the Latin heat? Yeah, that is a great tip. I am so happy you gave me that tip because I eat eggs every single day. And I eat actually, I'm going to back up. I eat the same thing every single day. Mm -hmm. But yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. And so I always liked it. Like this morning, I was like, oh, my two eggs in the morning. Okay, now what am I going to do today to spice it up? I grilled some onions. I caramelized some onions before I put my eggs in. Right. So I try and kind of make it a little bit different. But, but now I got Latin heat. You're going to, it's just, it's just such a fun change yeah. of pace. I mean, and sweet heat is good on eggs too. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's but good on ones, everything. The other ones are okay, but yeah, sweet heat's good on everything. I know it is. Rick, you, you need, no, you need to get the sauce goddesses. Oh, I will. I will. The yeah. example I should have given also about, about sweet heat is I've put that on, you know, those silly little brownie bites. Yeah. So you take the little soft bottom oh. part and tap it in there. Really? And then it's like, it's salty and spicy, a little savory with the garlic yeah. thing. It's I think so I good. Ask Michelle McFarlane about that. Because I did that when I did her event last September. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't eat brownies now without it. It's you know, so wow. chocolate that has cayenne pepper in it. Yeah, it kind of right. reminds me of what it would be, right? Yes. Yeah. I same, same kind of idea. The salty, yeah. sweet, spicy thing for your taste buds. Mm. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited. I hope so. I hope I hope we can have people listen on the replay and, and really um, it was just wonderful to be on with you. And um, well, thanks for having me. I know. I know at first you were like, yeah, I want to have you. And then you're like, now, what are we talking about exactly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to always try and make sure that, I'm, you know, I if I get an entrepreneurial angle, that's perfect because the show is watched by entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah. I would like to see if I can get a waste up wardrobe element in there, like, you know, something that you use for the camera. But that's not I do so many different things so I do trends and things don't necessarily always align with waste up order but if they align with entrepreneurship and the journey and the business journey it's always a it's always a good fit yeah 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 no I'm gl I'm glad we did this and um I'll look forward to see you in September and yes um, yeah September and I'm going to send you some dates in November yeah. um I am having bunion surgery in November Ooh. right after right after our pinnacle thing Oh, so but wait, oh, how's October for you? How's October for you? Well, October, I'm supposed to be here, but I, I mean, my mom was ready to kick me out early. Not, 
you know, not that early, but <laughs> I could leave, I could leave, you know, mid October if that works also. Well, I don't want you to make a special trip, but like when, like, is there a time in end of September or October you would be in town so we can do the event, the cloud master? Yes. So I'm, I'm here right now and I drove here, Christine. <clears throat> so I'm driving home the end of October. So it's okay. just a question of when I come home. Okay. Um, you know, and we've got our event in San Diego, the fourth or whatever it starts, I think, something like that. I'm so looking at my No, it's the eighth. It's no, the eighth. no, no. But the pinnacle event in San Diego is on the fourth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, fourth, fifth, sixth. So like for okay. instance, um the ninth of of November or the seventh of November. So I want to do the masterclass in the fall because I'll have another one in during near the holiday. So okay. maybe, maybe the better That's thing to do is to do a hol you have you at the holiday one. Whatever you want to do. Okay. I mean, here's the thing, bunion surgery. I I'd rather do it before. Yeah. Cause I will be on, I will either be in a walking boot or on one of those silly little wheelie things you put your knee on. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk so, about it. We'll talk about it offline um, a little more. It sounds good. Okay. Thank you, All Jen. Right, cool. Thanks, both of you. Thanks, Jennifer. Bye. Good job today. Bye. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Doki, you ready? I have to be. Yep. All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh, let me see. Fix this. You haven't made any new blooper reels. No, well, I've been, yeah, I was yeah. gone the last two weeks on, you know, vacation. And before that, just trying to catch up on stuff, but I'll have some new ones. Okay. You've given, you've given me some material to work with. I have. I can't remember, but I'm sure I have. Yeah. You do. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. When are you ready? Okay. Have you ever wanted to expand your creativity and confidence in the kitchen or at the grill? Well, today in the Waste Up Wardrobe Studio, oh no, I can't have to say it differently. Okay. <laughs> have you ever wanted to expand your confidence and creativity in the kitchen? Blah. Have you ever wanted to expand your creativity and confidence in the kitchen or at the grill? Well, today, why do I keep saying that? Have you ever wanted to expand your confidence and creativity in the kitchen or at the grill so that you can make amazing concoctions and amazing food that you can nourish the people you love with and really learn how to cook and really dig deep into the art of cooking? Will that be good enough? Yeah, that, that'll work. Okay. So in episode 106 of Waste Up Wardrobe, oh, the art of flavors of food. So in episodes, <clears throat> so in episode 106 of Waste Up Wardrobe, the art and flavors, no, the art of flavors, okay.
So in episode 106 of Waste Up Wardrobe, so in episode 106 of Waste Up Wardrobe, the... <laughs> The Art of Flavor and Foods. Okay. So in episode 106 of Waste Up Wardrobe, The Art of Flavor and Foods, we discuss and we interview the sauce goddess who gives us the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap-up. And here it is in a nutshell. The main takeaway is don't be scared to step into the kitchen and be creative and trial and error flavors together and see what works and what really pops on your palate and makes you feel like, oh, I've created something really amazing here. A tool to use is the sauce goddesses, sauces and spices. They are amazing. And the one key tip that the sauce goddess gave me was that the Latin heat is great on eggs. And that's the next thing I'm going to try. And a tip to think about is you want to make sure that you go to her, um, oh wait, tip tool. Wait. I talked about takeaway and I talked about tip. Now I'm going to talk about tools, right? Yes. You're, yeah. You're on tools. I covered, I covered takeaway and tip, right? You are correct. Yes. Okay. okay. So some key tools that you can use that will make your life so easy is her YouTube channel. She has so many videos of how to do things, what things go together, how to marinate. You need to check out the sauce goddesses, YouTube channel and learn from all her how-to videos. And finally, action item. Well, go get yourself some basic tools. A knife is really important and start mixing in sort of those basic, oh, I'm gonna start over with the action item. I forgot what she said. Tools, action item. Oh, yeah, action item. Action item. Remember the one thing that she said that was really important is starting with a meat that has sort of a wide operating, uh, what is it called? Wide operating window. Okay. And the action item that the sauce goddess gave us was to start with a meat that has a wide operating window. And what that means is that it you won't actually mess it up too fast because it has a long time to cook like a thick cut of meat or a piece of um, chicken thigh because that won't cook too fast and you'll have you'll be allowed to really experiment with it without really messing it up so there you have it the waste up wardrobe weekly wrap up in a nutshell and um, go listen to the full episode 